Welcome to the Winning with Shopify podcast, the podcast that will teach you to take your Shopify store and turn it into an automated sales machine with the latest marketing, email, sales, and social media advice, strategies, and tips from experts without the fluff. Your host, Caroline Balinska, the founder of JustAskParker.com, the only small marketing task agency for Shopify owners. With over 10 years experience in marketing, manufacturing, design, and e-commerce, she shares her knowledge and interviews the experts to help you in your journey to success. Now, here's your host, Caroline Balinska. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. So great to have you here. If you are new, thank you for joining me. And if you've been listening to my podcast, thank you once again for being one of my listeners. I am looking at my statistics and it's amazing how quickly this podcast is growing. The feedback I'm getting is absolutely amazing. So thank you everyone who has been part of this journey. As you know, a couple of weeks ago, I hit 50 episodes, which I never imagined would happen. And it's just been amazing to get to this point so far. And I really look forward to continuing this whole journey. It has definitely been exciting. It's definitely exactly what I intended the purpose of this podcast to be. So thank you once again. It's been fantastic so far. Now, if you were listening last week, you know that this month is the month of email. And today I'll be doing another episode all about email. If you didn't listen last week, then I recommend you go back and listen to that. I really talk about why email is so important and whether you're doing it a little bit or whether you're doing it not at all, I recommend that you jump onto email as quickly as possible. My clients who are doing email now are getting amazing results from going from no emails or maybe once every couple of months to really making this quite an important part of their business. Your investment in email is such a low amount of money and you are really, I have to say, crazy if you're not taking advantage of this. If you're using something like OmniSend, which is one of the main providers that I actually recommend, OmniSend is costing you depending on which plan you take, but you can actually use their services completely for free up to a certain amount of emails or you go onto their lower plan. And for that small amount of money, you can be really bringing in a lot of new sales by doing your emails properly. Last week I did mention, and statistically, this is not based on my thoughts. This is not based on what I am telling people. This is based on statistical evidence of what actually works out there. And on average for every thousand people on your email list, if you're doing emails and sending emails, you will be making about $700 from every thousand people that are on your email list. Quite a while ago, probably around episode 20 something, I had Tink Taylor on my podcast. He is one of the main gurus around email marketing, and he has put together so many studies about email. And really the takeaway from that podcast interview, he gave so much great information, but really the takeaway was just do it. Even companies that are doing bad emails are still making money from their email. So it just proves it's not about getting it perfect straight away. It's about just taking action. So listen to last week's episode. And today I want to talk about email opt-ins. So a lot of people jump the gun. They get to this point where they start their e-commerce store and they're very, very excited and they think, yes, I've got a store now. Now I need to get sales, but they miss the steps in between. And those steps include making sure when someone lands on your website, that your website is ready to handle those people on your website. And what I mean by that is that it's converting properly. So you've got everything in place for 
to get conversions and especially collecting emails. If you listen to my other episodes, I talk a lot about people who come to me after being working with certain experts, especially a lot of these so-called Facebook ad experts. I know some really good ones, but there are some terrible ones out there. And some of my clients have had to deal with some of these so-called experts. And what they do is that they get you to pay them a lot of money and they promise to get you a lot of traffic. Now, technically they're not lying because they got you a lot of traffic. And I use some examples. One of my clients, Holly, I use the example of Sarah. I've got other examples as well, but these Facebook ad experts are getting a lot of traffic to the website. And then they can use that statistical data and say, look, here's the analytics. I've got proof I got you traffic, but it was the wrong traffic or the traffic went to the website, but it couldn't convert anyway because other aspects were not set up properly. One of the things that I recommend before you actually start getting traffic to your website, there's a couple, but today we're going to specifically talk about email. You must, you must, you must have some sort of opt-in set up properly before you start to get traffic to your website. People do not buy on the first time they go to your website. It's proven. There's statistics on this. The average website gets between two and 6% conversions. This means a hundred people to your website between two and six people will purchase. Now this data is based on all the websites around the world on average. And I can tell you that my clients, some of them are getting half a percent conversion. Some of them are getting 6%, but some of them are getting half a percent. So while there are websites that are getting 10% conversions, getting 6% conversions, there are still a lot more websites that are getting half a percent conversions. What this means is that you need 200 people to come to your website to get one sale. Now, what happens with the rest of that traffic? Well, the rest of that traffic would probably likely buy, not all of them, but maybe another 10, 20, 30% would likely buy if you had everything in place to get them to purchase from you at another time. This is why email is so important and it's proven. I've spoken about my client, Sarah, as a very good example. She wasn't doing a lot around email. I got her to really concentrate on her email. She saw a massive change in her business and she came back to me and said, how can I do more of that? So now we're doing two emails a week to her list, very different emails and very, very worthy to be sent out. Maybe it's not right for everyone, but it works for her. Emails work. I can't stress this enough. Opt-ins are so important. If you listen to my podcast and if you've ever had a website order done by my team, you will know that my one of my pet peeves, one of the worst things I see when it comes to websites is having an opt-in that says, join our email list, join our newsletter. No one ever goes to a website to join a newsletter. Newsletters sound terrible. All people think about when they think of a newsletter is I'm just going to get a whole lot of junk of stuff I don't care about. Remember, you are trying to create something for your customer, for your traffic, for the people who come to your website, you are trying to give them value. Now that value might be information, it might be discount codes, but you're giving them value. So the first thing I can tell you, if you have 
anything on your website saying join my newsletter, then you need to change that. Now, on top of that, what else are you actually providing as information to your audience? Information, value, what are you providing them? This can come in many different forms. It can be a discount code, as I said. It can also be just a PDF download, maybe information. And these things are all valid reasons for people to sign up to your email list. So let's talk about the actual type of opt-in that you can actually create. There are a couple. I've got six main ones that we recommend and all six of these can be used in different ways at different times. I do not recommend what I'm going to say to you right now as having all of them set up at the same time. So listen to this and take into account that maybe one or two, and I'll explain which ones can go together, will work. So not all six of them. However, I do want you to try these different opt-ins. Test, test, test. Test your ads, test your emails, test your email opt-ins, test the colors on your website, test the images that you're using, test the different texts that you can use. Test, test, test. Lazy website owners never succeed because they do not test different things. You need to be putting aside time each week to test at least one different thing in your business. And until you test different things, you do not know which one's going to work best. Different things work for different types of businesses for different reasons. There is no right or wrong. And anyone that tells you there's only one way is actually lying to you or they're not knowledgeable enough to know the difference. What I can tell you out of the six I'm going to explain to you now, there are some of these that are generally seeing really good results at this time. Now, this might change in six months, but at this time, these couple of ideas actually do work better than other ideas, but there's a few moving parts to each of them. Okay. So opt-ins, there are six different main types of opt-ins that you can have. You can have a center pop-up. That's where it just pops up in the middle of the screen. It might take over the whole screen, or it might be a sort of a transparent box in the middle, it might be a circle, but it's some sort of pop-up in the middle, middle of your screen. Now with e-commerce, you can set this for as little as five seconds. For people in other businesses, I would not recommend it being so quick. I would say 10 seconds minimum, but in the case of e-commerce, you can have it popping up very, very quickly. And that is because of how people are using your website. They're more likely to come to your website to purchase something than they are to learn something as in reading a lot of information like a normal blog. However, on that note as well, while that works for generally across e-commerce, it works very well. Maybe your business is different and this is where testing different times on your center pop-up will become very, very, very great for you to find out what is going to work and what's not going to work. For example, if you have fashion clothing and you sell, let's say jeans, then people are probably going to come to your website and they want to purchase a pair of jeans. They want to see the prices. They want to see the fit. That is the information that they want to know. Are they going to fit me properly? Is the denim the sort of denim that I want, the colors I want, the shape that I want, and is it the price that I want? So then having a pop-up quickly could work in your benefit. However, if you were selling something that needed a lot more information, let's say you sold weight loss programs and you had weight loss programs, you had meals that people bought, maybe meal replacement something like that, people are probably more likely to do a little bit more research. They want to understand more about the type of food that you're selling, why that food's good, how much weight they're going to lose. And they're probably more likely to read your blog posts. And if that's the case, then having more information on your blog post is important. And then your opt-in can't pop up too quickly because 
because people want to be reading. So it's very important that you test these. Now, another type of opt-in would be a slide in on the side. Now, these are a little bit more subtle. They're not taking over the screen so much. So you can actually have this slide in. People can still read the rest of your website. So they're not feeling like they're bombarded. Now with your audience, this might actually be better than a center pop-up. So don't assume a center pop-up is going to be the best for your audience. Try both. Try the slide in on the side and try the center pop-up. The idea is when you test, you do not change. You only change one thing. You do not change everything. So if you had a center pop-up that has a picture of a female and it says get 10% off, then try that same exact pop-up but changing it to a slide in same woman in the photo and same text and see which one converts better. That's the only way to really test properly is that everything else has to stay the same and only one thing can change. As soon as you start changing from a 10% discount to a 20% discount, and now it's a slide in, and then you get a better result. You say, wow, see the sliding works better. No, your discount probably is working better. So you'd make one change at a time. Another pop-up. And this is the one that I can say from statistical evidence, is working very, very well at this current time. And that is the spin wheel. The spin wheel has been getting amazing results for my clients, for myself in my business. And across the board, we are seeing amazing results from a spin wheel. If you haven't tried it, I recommend that you try it in your business. Test it. A lot of people say to me, I don't like to put a pop-up on my website because I hate it. And all I can say to you is, I don't care what you think. You're not selling to you. You're selling to customers. Now they might be a similar type of person to you, but they're not you. And I can tell you that I guarantee there'd be very few people listening to this who have been to a website and hate pop-ups and they get a pop-up and then say, I'm not staying on this website because of that damn pop-up and I'm never going back to that website. You might not like the pop-up, but you just cross it, let it go. You don't sign up for it and you just move on. You keep looking at the website, but you don't get angry and leave a website. I'm sure that there are people that do that, but very few people would actually do that even when you don't like pop-ups. Myself personally, I personally don't add my email address to many pop-ups, but I have added my email address to at least a couple, even in the last month or so, because as much as I see this and go, okay, I know what they're doing. They're trying to collect my email address. If the deal is right. And if it's what I'm looking for, and I know that I'm going to get good value, I'm going to opt in to that email. So they work. I don't care how much you think you don't like them. They work. So spin wheels are fantastic. Make sure when you check the settings, for example, I recommend the Privy one. OmniSend has one as well, but the OmniSend one, you can't change the colors if you're not paying for the plan. You can use the Privy one for free. And what I recommend is when you set it up, check the settings because in the Privy spin wheel, The order that you put the discount codes in depends on how it shows up when people land on your website. For example, with Privy, you put the biggest discounts first, and then when someone lands, they can see that on the side. It's just visually, it makes more sense that they can see. For example, if you offer a 50% discount, you put that on the side so people can see, oh yes, it says 50. Because if you start with a 10% discount, they only see the lower ones, then it doesn't look as appealing. So just have a play with it and see how the settings work for your particular business. The next opt-in that I recommend is an embedded form.
form. Usually on your Shopify theme, this will show up in the footer of your website and it's built into the theme. And there's usually some sort of form in the bottom where you can change the word from newsletter, which they always like to use to whatever you want, discount, blah, blah, blah. Now, if you're using Omnisend, as I recommend, then you will be able to create one in Omnisend and then add that to your footer as well. You might need to have a developer do that depending on your theme, depends on how easy it is for you to change yourself. And Privy also has the embedded forms as well. So you can use their embedded forms if you want to, and then link it to your Omnisense. So there's two different ways to do that. One of my clients actually uses Privy for all of her email marketing. It's a paid plan, but she has, she likes a Privy format. She likes the layout. She likes the design. So she's using Privy as her actual email system. Now, you take a look, decide what works best for you. Those are probably the two that I recommend the most is Omnisend and Privy. What I love about Privy is that you can do a lot of analysis. You can do a lot of split testing when it comes to your opt-ins. And that's definitely a huge reason why I recommend Privy as the actual way to capture the email addresses. If you just want the simplest with the least amount of different stages, then set up your Omnisend and just use the basic forms in there as well, which you can definitely do. You don't get as much analytics that way, but you definitely do get a really good opt-in form. And at the end of the day, you need to use what works best for you. So those are my two recommendations. Now the embedded form can go not only in your footer, remember this, you can embed these forms throughout your website. And what I recommend is that you have some sort of embedded form in between your blog posts. So as you're reading down, someone's reading, you can have an embedded form halfway through that says, you know, sign up here and get more information about this blog post. For example, the PDF that goes with it, or you might just have an opt-in that says sign up for a 10% discount code because you're reading about this. Then we know that you want more information and you're possibly you know, looking to purchase this many different ways to do that. So think about how you can use embedded forms. Again, this is something that you can use with any of the other ones that I've spoken about. You can use it with spin wheel. You can use it with a slide in opt-in form and you can use it with a center pop-up form as well, because those three are slightly different. The embedded form is much more, how do I say it? It's much more subtle because it's just sitting there on the page. It's not jumping in someone's face. They come across it as they scroll through your website. The next type of opt-in that I recommend as well is the messenger opt-in. I recommend using ManyChat. This is really the platform that I love to use. It's free at this time still. They have an amazing system. By having a messenger opt-in, you can actually get people to you can give them a discount code this way, or you can say, Hey, just give us, you know, sign up here and we will actually give you more information or we can answer your customer service questions. So this can be your customer service chat. There's different ways to use this, but your messenger opt-in is a really great way to collect. You don't collect email addresses, but you collect people onto your list, which if you're using Omnisend, Omnisend is very much about the multi-channel communication that you can actually use to get back in front of people who have left your website. So there's many other layers to this, but I wanted to add this one in because I think it is a great way to contact people without collecting email addresses, but still being able to capture some data from them. Because this way you can actually contact them via Facebook Messenger rather than sending them an email, which is also just as good as having an email address because you can get in front of them whenever you need to. 
And we actually send nearly the exact same message as we do via email, just a shorter condensed version. So for example, if you send out an email saying, hey, check out my blog post this week, I've written about XYZ, here's a little intro and you put a little bit of the blog post in there, then what you can actually do with ManyChat is send a message out saying something like five tips for XYZ, click here, read the blog post. And underneath that, you can have other buttons that say, for instance, shop now or get customer service help. And people can communicate with you through the Facebook Messenger app. Now, the last one I'm going to share with you is one that I don't see being used enough. And at this time, probably iPhones don't allow for this all that well. And that might be the reason why a lot of people don't use this type of opt-in. But what I am finding is that about 50% of people visiting your website are still coming from a desktop. So it's a little bit less now. It's getting less and less. So it's 40 to 50% of people. And sometimes some of my actual clients are finding 60%. So it really depends on your niche and your business. And this is why you need to understand your analytics of your business. But between 40 and 60% of people visiting your website are coming from a desktop computer and not from a mobile device. So that's why this last one is a great one. Now, remember, I do have the seven day email challenge, which is completely free. There's a link in the notes here. So you can go and take a look at that and sign up and you'll get seven days worth of of information, of ways to take action to better your email campaigns in your own business. So sign up for that. And I will be showing you examples in the actual email challenge on what I'm talking about. So I'm explaining everything to you now. However, once you actually have a look at my seven day challenge, you'll be able to go through and visually see these different ideas as well. So the last opt-in I'm going to recommend to you is called an exit intent opt-in. Now you can have different types of these pop-ups, but it's really a pop-up and it comes up as someone tries to leave your website. It automatically shows up for them. Now you can just have a wait shop now button, or you can just have an actual discount code showing up. So there's no opt-in or you can have a last opt-in. Here's your last chance. If you opt in right now, I'm going to give you an extra 5%. So the other opt-in might've been 10% and now you give 15%. It's your last chance to capture their email address. And trust me when I say that unless you're Amazon, then chances are someone's not going to remember to come back to your website. And if we use that as our baseline to our business, then what we can find is that if we allow these people to leave our website, a hundred people are going to visit your website. Of that hundred people, a couple will opt in. My clients are getting 10, 15% conversions on a spin wheel at the moment. So 15 email addresses are given to them. They still have another 85 email addresses that they did not collect at this stage. Those people, those 85 people might never come back to the website again. Some of them will remember, but most of them will not remember and you've lost them. That's why we have other things in place such as retargeting. However, we want to try to collect their email addresses. So the exit intent is a great chance for you to actually put on a even better offer than you offered at the front end, just to try to get them over the line that one last time. So for instance, instance, if you're doing a 10% discount, then you could have a weight, a big weight. And then underneath one time only get 30% off your next purchase now or 20% off. And 
That's the only time they can get it is because it's on the exit. If they don't sign up now, then they lose that opportunity. And you can really get a lot of opt-ins this way and get a lot of people extra signing up on your website. So it's a really good one to test. Again, test it. What I recommend is if you're going to use that center pop-up, then be a little bit careful with the exit intent. It's too many pop-ups coming up, but what you can have is you can have a slide in from the side opt-in and then you have the exit intent. So those two would be a really nice combination to test together. You might have the messenger opt-in and the exit intent, and then that way you can capture people on a Facebook messenger or you can capture capture them at the end on exit intent. That could be a nice combination. Remember that the people that are coming to your website from a mobile device are probably likely not going to see that depending on what you're using. So take that into consideration, but it's still a lot of people around 50% of your website visitors who will see an exit intent. So it's definitely worth trying out. But when you read your data, your analytics, understand why your opt-in for that is not huge because 50% of people, approximately 50% of people will not even see that. So that's it when it comes to opt-in ideas. There's six different ways that you can collect email addresses. Think about the text that you're putting there. Sign up for the seven day challenge that I have. It's completely free. And I give you some really good ideas of the type of text to use without having to use the word newsletter, ways to get people to sign up and how to get people to sign up without having to give them a discount at all. So you might do a 10% discount 20% discount, but maybe you don't want to give them a discount at all. There's nice ways that you can word it to make it sound a little bit more fun or maybe cheeky or more serious, depending on your brand. I've got lots of great ideas to be sharing with you. It's all in the seven day challenge. So you can check that out. Like I said, completely free, sign up for it and give it a go. I cannot stress enough how important emails are. We have two more weeks talking about emails. We will be going into more detail in other areas, but what I can tell you right now, you've listened to this podcast all the way through, go and take action. Without action, nothing will change in your business. And I can tell you from so much experience, the only people who I work with that get success are the ones that actually take action. You can listen to this as many times as you want, but if you're not going to at least go and create one of these opt-ins, try something new, do something a little bit differently, nothing is going to change. Getting more traffic to your website is not going to help you get more sales if you do not have proper systems in place, if you do not have your opt-in in place properly, then all of the traffic to your website will never help you until you have things in place to help convert those people into sales. That's it for today. Keep smiling. Thanks for listening to the Winning with Shopify podcast. Join the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash winning with Shopify and get our show notes at justaskparker.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And as a listener, get 20% off at justaskparker.com by using the code podcast.